I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the podcast that cares not what your handbag looks like. Here, it's what's inside that counts. Yes! We're your hosts on this handbag exploratory session, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. Having worked as a TV creative at Psycho for nine years, I decided to go freelance, giving me great flexibility as a mother of two, allowing me the total freedom to work through the night every day of the week. I feel so alive. I'm a broadsheet journalist, magazine editor, so I specialise in getting to the very core of the story, unless it's a family whodunit involving felt tips on my sofa. (coughs) This is the one where we get serious about serious mental health issues with a seriously good writer. We're very excited to introduce today's fantastic guest. This talented, charismatic writer started her career with youth and showbiz skewing features and columns, first in The Express and then The Daily Mirror, very much bringing the party to print journalism as one of the 3am girls. This led to a job at The Telegraph, where her witty, candid columns and high-profile interviews in both the newspaper and Stella magazine won her huge readership and recognition from the British Press Awards, where she was shortlisted for Young Journalist of the Year. Her first memoir, The Wrong Knickers, shot to the top of the Sunday Times bestseller list and her newly released latest book, Mad Girl, will surely follow suit. This is the incredible Bryony Gordon. That's quite an introduction, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Handbags at Dawn. It's my pleasure. I've bought a big chocolate bun that's in the middle of the table. We're all being terribly polite. Staring at it. Circling it like (laughs) vultures. So we're here ultimately to talk about handbags to start with and then we see where we go from there. (laughs) Often we don't end up with handbags. Would you describe your handbag to us first? Well, it's not really a handbag. In fact, when I take it with me, which I do everywhere, people say, is that your daughter's bag? My daughter is three. Um, So my handbag, I use the term very loosely, is a backpack from Kath Kitson. And it's got sort of clouds all over it. And it's turquoise, bright yellow. There's a bit of kind of neon pink in there. And I bought it in Heathrow Terminal 3 last year when me and Edie were going on a work trip to the Maldives. I know it's really tough. And they <laughs> this place had opened up an island for children. This place called Niyama, if you're feeling very rich, you can go there. It's amazing. But anyway, we were so we were flying out, and um, my daughter chose this moment to vomit all over my existing hand luggage. So I went and bought this backpack, and I've never really had a backpack, not since I was at school. But what I found is I suffer quite a lot from obsessive compulsive disorder 
disorder and depression and I found walking really helps when you're walking quite long distances across London having like a posh handbag on your shoulder it's not going to be a posture I've got to that stage of life guys where I'm like <laughs> no I probably could afford to splash out on like a mulberry handbag or a Chloe or something if I went to Bista maybe I mean that's not going to head of us <laughs> and I'm like why bother I could spend that money on like a sofa that's the other stage I've got to in life I'd rather spend money on like home goods but I haven't stopped saying like all the time so I do <laughs> <laughs> she's still you <laughs> so my backpack has become my trusty friend and I also sometimes inside it I put a little clutch bag if I need to because you can't go to an event and turn up in like a fantastic dress with a backpack on but I'm not mostly in fantastic dresses so only this week while I'm promoting Mad Girl I don't have to be in dresses but I kind of am because I fell over in heels on Saturday at the Hay Festival you did a Jennifer into, Lawrence into a flower pot <laughs> no I, I was really embarrassing and grazed my knee I'm having to wear long maxi dresses instead of trousers I use it as an excuse to go and buy a selection of nice glamorous maxi dresses but you cannot wear the backpack with the maxi dresses so I've had to take a smaller bag but I can't fit anything in it this is the other thing I can put my makeup I can put there's a pair of knickers in there at the moment um, don't ask why I hear what you're saying but why <laughs> but I see why it was because I was doing an event where I was wearing Spanx and I knew that as soon as I got off stage I was not going to be able to bear to wear the Spanx anymore so that's why I bought the spare knickers but unbelievably I stayed in the Spanx is that because they couldn't physically be removed they are notoriously difficult to get off yeah, I, I love they're, they they're still on me now yeah. actually yeah. Yeah, it's like a Victorian child being sewn <laughs> yeah, into their clothes yeah. in the winter yeah. <laughs> yeah and then the alarming thing when I tried on my first pair and it's like oh wow they're so tight you need an opening so you can go to the loo yeah, without having to de-sausage yourself <laughs> like, ch- <laughs> like chaps have had for years yeah, they've had life made so easy for them blokes, I know they? if only all knickers came with a pull out bit so you could just <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I suppose they're called crotchless <laughs> pants aren't they they're not really thought of as kind <laughs> they're of not sexy. They're sensible yeah. um, you know I'm actually pleased we've got to this point so quickly I know it's always, it doesn't take long it never Barker. takes long with me <laughs> that's not even one of my key items well should we have a look inside your bag and find the first one I'm going to bring out my fluoxetine tablets commonly known as Prozac my anti suppressants and it's like a really battered old box that's fallen apart. Everywhere you go in my house, out of reach of a child obviously, is a box of Prozac just so I don't forget to take them in the morning. Obviously antidepressants, people are kind of quite funny about them but I kind of think with depression and OCD and all those things, illness is like any other. So say I went to the doctor and I had pneumonia. I said actually I don't want any treatment, I'm just gonna let it rampage around my body without any medication. People would say you were bonkers. So yeah I'm a kind of big believer of Prozac in conjunction with talking therapy so I go to therapy every week but um, yeah a battered box of fluoxetine your book Mad Girl yeah. is about this subject and you've been incredibly brave I would say no, as well no but these people say I haven't gone to war I've just sat down in my kitchen in my pants and written a book uh, no I would counter I think you have been brave there's an awful lot of what you said in the book that I would never talk about possibly because I'd think mm, what will people think of me and I would imagine I'm um, just pontificating that you've done that for this reason to help people realise that there are other people who are possibly feeling this as well you're not alone yeah basically I'd spent my 20s writing this kind of like confessional column about party days and then I got married and you know I was honest about birth and I thought god I haven't actually ever written about the kind of background to that which has been since I was 12 this horrible obsessive compulsive disorder that's made me think I'm dying or that I've killed someone or people kind of really trivialise OCD and they think it's all about having an orderly sock drawer and when I tried to tell someone I had OCD they go oh yeah I got OCD 
OCD too. It's really good because it keeps me organised. There is nothing good about OCD. It's obsessive compulsive disorder. It isn't just being clean, although that is a part of it. And when I was 12, I became obsessed about germs and washed my hands until they bled and I wouldn't touch my family because I thought I would give them a terminal illness. I describe it as your brain refusing to acknowledge what your eye can see, be it that the oven is off or that the door is locked. And it's a liar. It lies to you. All mental illness lies to you, be it, you know, an eating disorder or a depression. It, it makes you feel worthless. So I'd sort of existed somehow with it. And I'd self-medicated in my 20s. You know, I was drinking very heavily, taking lots of cocaine. And then I met my husband and then we got pregnant and it sort of went away. The kind of be a mum thing kicked in. And then after the wrong knickers came out, it was very exposing. And that will happen if you write a book. <laughs> Yeah. about men snorting cocaine off your breasts yeah. that, let that be a lesson to you <laughs> if you take nothing else from this podcast let it be that if you write a hugely exposing book you will feel hugely exposed and then after that I sort of crashed a bit and um, I just thought I'm sitting down every week writing a really personal column and yeah I don't feel able to talk about this and I thought I'm going to write about it and it was like the floodgates opened just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails and letters from telegraph readers it was astonishing people putting their hands up and saying me too maybe not obsessive compulsive disorder but other forms of mental illness and I realised very quickly that feeling weird is absolutely normal and my publishers after the wrong knickers had wanted me to do a novel and then they saw the response and said this is what we've got to do and it had never occurred to me and I sat down to write it and for me it was quite a weird process but what you learn is talking to professors and experts in the field is that most mental illness is incredibly treatable if you catch it early early intervention is key just as it is with all illnesses and what I realised writing it was all these things in my life I'd never linked up after the OCD my hair fell out your hair falls out because of stress and then after the alopecia I developed bulimia which I realised was a kind of a way to keep control of my body and then you know the drugs I realised I was trying to quiet in the voice in my head mental illness has this huge power over you if you don't know what it is and I realised that I needed to talk about it and so Mad Girl came out of that and it's not a self-help book I've never been able to help myself to anything <laughs> but Bryony with obviously deciding to write the book what repercussions have been for you because it's kind of opening up all of these old wounds and sort of readdressing yeah. things which maybe you'd sort of put to bed or maybe you'd sort of dealt I, with. I hadn't really put them to bed. So it was useful. I mean, I got to the end of the book and I crashed. Like, I got quite ill. So that was January... And I still feel very much like I'm coming out of that episode. What has made me feel a lot better is people sharing their stories with me. The more of us that stand up and say we have mental illness, the more that the government or authorities are unable to ignore us and the funding gets improved. You're working at the moment with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, aren't you, to do this? I wouldn't say personally I'm working with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. The Heads Together campaign, which the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and Prince Harry have launched. It's an umbrella group for eight different mental health charities, including Mind and Calm, which is a great charity for men because men don't talk up about mental health issues enough and that's kind of reflected very much in the suicide rates which are terrible which will be the London Marathon's charity of the year next year which is absolutely incredible and I think I might be running the London Marathon for wow. them at the launch a couple of weeks ago I was introduced to the Duke and Duchess and I said to her I said to Catherine I said um, are you going to run the marathon and she was like oh I'm not sure and I was like if I can run the marathon you can it was like so amazing to have the most high profile people in the country you know bar the queen and david beckham perhaps giving their support to such an important issue and also really properly caring about it hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. 
Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Why do you think it's the case that men find it so much more difficult to talk about it? I have no idea. I mean, I think it's ingrained, isn't it? I said earlier, I'm not fighting a war, but actually it does feel like we're fighting a war because you hear these stories of people that just can't get any help. You know, they've gone to GPs, the infrastructure isn't there. I mean, on the flip side, I've met people who have had amazing treatment from the NHS and the NHS themselves, like, you know, this isn't NHS bashing. They themselves have come out and said, we need more funding. In your book, you say that there was that moment where your mother took you to the doctor and yeah. They put you on a watch and wait. And then in the car park, you were so upset by that that your mum went, right, we're going back in. How important has your family support been through all of this? I think it's really key talking of family support because a lot of people have put their hands up and said, I don't suffer from mental illness, but my sister does or my brother does. And it's really difficult. And how do you deal with it? People that don't suffer from mental illness are as important in this fight, if not more. <laughs> just being there and just accepting and hugging them without any judgment is the most incredible thing and powerful thing. It can be really draining living with someone with mental illness. They are not trying to make it all about them. They're just really struggling and it's really important to remember that. Anyone suffering from mental illness would give anything to be quote unquote normal even though they are normal. You know, it must be really difficult for my husband to deal with. But this is again why we need to talk about it more. So you know, carers can get that sort of support. You talk about having a therapist. I have cognitive behavioural therapy which works great for me. I've met people who have been like oh nothing seems to work and I'm like well then try something else. Yes. Try and try and try very act of trying to do something you're taking control over the situation and that in itself is very powerful it depends where you live it can be quite difficult to get therapy on the nhs but therapy doesn't have to be expensive 30 40 quid that is a kind of lot but then it's your mental health and that's really important so you know you wouldn't think twice of spending that on a weekend of going out on the lash or something and then the cab's home but perhaps it's something we should be investing in and even if it's just once a month what do you hope will be the response to this book i hope that i hope it'll do well not so I can have a loft conversion but maybe a little bit though yes <laughs> so that people will talk about it I hope that people will share their stories I run this support group called Mental Health Mates if you just search Mental Health Mates on Facebook and it'll come up and you can join it's where you can go for walks with people on a Sunday and you know you can talk about your issues or you don't have to but it's just a non-judgmental happy kind of space to be unhappy Has your style been really key to attracting people to talk to you because you have written really serious stuff but in a very accessible typically 
humorous way. It wasn't frightening because of how you wrote it. I voice. didn't want it to be a depressing book about depression. We've got enough of those. I wanted it to be quite uplifting and give you some hope. And there are sometimes quite funny bits about it. Like I used to take the iron to work with me to check yeah. it was switched off. It was and in your handbag, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't like a normal iron. It was like a steam iron. Also, that's another reason I got rid of the big posh handbag because you can't, <laughs> can't fit an iron can't in take it. An iron <laughs> in my Has anyone seen my swimming giggles? So this is the sound of someone telling us we must move on to your second item, Bryony. What are we going to pull from your bag this time? Um, I'm going to pull my Battersea Park Children's Zoo pass, which is not mine, it's my daughter's, and I can go in free with her. I love Battersea Children's Zoo, uh, and it's got a great playground. Now you have a child, how has your social life changed? So my social life now, I, I don't really have one. No, but when I do, it's during the day. I don't want to go out at night anymore. Like, are you bonkers? I want my, like, Deliveroo and my Game of Thrones. That's what I want, and I want to be in bed by 9.30. I've realised it's much nicer to get up at five in the morning than go to bed at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it helps the next day, doesn't it? It does help a great deal. Your yeah. columns have changed massively with your lifestyle, haven't they, over the years? There's been a definite shift. Yeah, and... well, they have to when you get pregnant and then married. And... and I'm always a bit like, oh, is this really boring? You know, writing about knits. But um, some people seem to like it. I do get some people going, oh, you're really boring now. You're, like, married. And I'm like, oh, sorry. How's family life for you? I love it. I love it. I feel like I haven't been able to give much time to my family at the moment because I'm sort of all over the place but it's really important to me it's the most important thing but it's always been the most important thing um, and I'd rather spend time with Harry and Edie than anyone else in the world so no offence when you're writing are you able to write from home is it quite a flexible job yes I'm lucky I'm really tremendously lucky in that respect you know if I need to get up at four in the morning and write that's probably what I'm going to have to do tomorrow by the way oh no oh, what do you have yay! to write I have to write a piece for the sun oh I know how important is it for you to explain your own experiences to help get your point across well, I think it is because it's just a human thing it's just if you put yourself out there then people feel less worried it doesn't bother me in the slightest I think I'm missing some sort of like self-edit chip but I don't mind that people know this kind of thing I don't feel ashamed of it you know like I have never been private and I've always felt like a klutz for that you know I should be mysterious but you know I don't mind that people know because it's me and if people judge me well then that's their problem it's not mine I also think we should do much less judging of other people and look more inside our own heads we're all human we all make mistakes we all have flaws and we're not perfect and that's okay that's like totally fine mommy I think you need a coffee Bryony can we have a final rummage in your bag okay so my final thing is a bright yellow Smythson diary it's old fashioned paper diary I love an old fashioned paper diary it doesn't matter how many people send me a google invitation on my iPhone like the app the day app it's just got hundreds of invitations people are like you're really rude you're not replying I'm like this is, this is like, nothing send me. me a letter I don't, I don't want to be reminded five minutes before an event that it's happening like I need to be reminded five hours before I find just being able to look today look I've got podcasts Jessica and Charlotte whoop, whoop. tomorrow Imogen and Mabel that's a play date in case you didn't know therapy Monday more therapy Wednesday um, so we were in Bista me and my husband and Edie a few months ago and we were in the Smythson shop and there was this bright yellow handbag I really loved but I was like I can't justify it and so this was Harry's Christmas present to me the tiny diary version of it <laughs> this is what we call I a mean, compromise when I say it's tiny what is that that's a Six. A, yeah, A6. So that's my thing I always have with me because I'm kind of like trying to keep control of what's going on 
in the world. I'm very much at the moment when you have a book out. I don't know whether I'm coming or going and where I'm supposed to be at what time. And what does that look like for people who haven't released a book? That would include me. Okay, so let's talk. Okay, so the book came out on Tuesday. Got up at four o'clock in the morning. I went to Good Morning Britain where I spoke about mental health with Piers Morgan, which is always a good way to start a day. How is he? He's fine. He's great. I love Piers. He is married to a friend of mine. It's all show. He's a really nice guy. And then I came back. I got back here at ten past seven. So and Ed woke up and I had a morning of interviews that my publishers had planned. Ed was like <laughs> coughing, and I was like, I can't take her to nursery. I've got to take her to the doctor. And I was thinking, I take her to the doctor, and the doctor will give us some antibiotics, and then I can just bring her with me to the interviews, and it'll be fine. And the doctor says, oh, she's got a non-blanching rash. I'm like, oh, no, not a non-blanching rash. <laughs> oh, no. I came here because she had a cough and I didn't even see the non-blanching rash. This has escalated. She said, well, just to err on the side of caution, there's probably nothing. I'm like, can we not err on the side of caution today? This is terrible. I think you need to take her to A&E. So I came out of the doctor and sitting in the doctor's surgery was the publicist from the publisher. And she's like, so great. Are we going to go to Audible now? And I was like, no, we're going to St. Thomas's. So we went to St. Thomas's where we spent three hours where they were great and brilliant. And they were like, she's got a cough because she's been coughing so much. It's broken the capillaries, which is what the non-blood. I'm like, okay, so she had a cough. So we knew this at the beginning. So I could have saved the NHS three hours. <laughs> so then had to sort of move everything and then do the interviews with Edie on my lap that afternoon. I had an event every night this week. And yesterday, do some radio and then when I finish with you guys I'm going to go to work and I'm going to write my column for Saturday's paper and check in because I have a day job <laughs> um, yeah so it's sort of like you just try and promote 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 um, and bore everyone until they're sort of like okay I'll just buy your book to shut you up <laughs> I get so, it so the diary um, is essential basically yeah this week this week most weeks is just empty but this week it has come in quite handy because I am all over the place when you do take Edie along to interview and when you are involving them with your work, how do people respond? Well, I don't know. I don't often take them along, but you just have to sometimes. It's just life. It's more, I worry more about how she responds and how boring she finds it. Yeah, sometimes you just, you have to. That's what life throws at you. Um, and that's how you're able to show up and do the interview. Yeah, and I'm, like, my job is much more flexible than my husband's. The average person has to be in at nine, so I can do it. It's not ideal. Ideally, the childcare would have shown up. <laughs> but, but also because you very cleverly have always gone through and made your life fit perfectly with your work one feeds the yeah, other doesn't so it so I always think oh there's a column in this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a column in this but obviously okay. you're from a family of journalists I am, as well I am, I so am, I suppose I you grew up with I, that I, I wonder how long it'll be before Edie has a column I mean <laughs> it's, it's inevitable you cheeky bolognese well Bryony you have been absolutely fantastic how's your experience been on Handbags at Dawn it's been great and I'm now even more proud of my backpack and I hope that women everywhere will be proud of their dirty gas kits and backpacks <laughs> we will don't be ashamed <laughs> if you want to buy Bryony's book and do you know what you should it's available in all good bookshops yeah I don't know it might not be it's probably not available in any good bookshop but it's definitely available on Amazon <laughs> and you're on Twitter and Instagram aren't you Twitter is at Bryony underscore Gordon um, Instagram is at Bryony Gordon no underscore I think I'm on Snapchat but I don't use it <laughs> I only use things picture I myself with a dog nose. Yeah. Important yeah. use of time. I'm not going to be doing any Snapchatting. Yeah. Thank you for coming Perfect. and thank, thank you for bringing you. me. They bought me flowers, people. Beautiful flowers. Are they peonies?
peonies because peonies are just the most wonderful flowers. They are indeed peonies. Well, you, you provide a chocolate, chocolate bun, bun. <laughs> which has been delightful. Um, we will be on Twitter and Instagram at Handbags Podcast if you want to speak to us. If not, we'll just be speaking to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, you can. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.